Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Here goes Gage in motion with leaving Jones to the right. Matt bails from the pocket to his right side. Now he's going to run with it. He'll step inside the five. Did he hit the pylon for the touchdown? Looks like he did, and he is. Matt Ryan in the end zone for the Atlanta touchdown on the 13-yard run. Ryan to Gurley. Left side. Touchdown, Atlanta. Todd Gurley took a Darius Taylor into the end zone with him. Atlanta Falcons win their second game of the year. They beat the Carolina Panthers 25-17. Matt Ryan and Todd Gurley running for touchdowns in a game that I think tells us that neither of these teams is going to the playoffs. It would take an extraordinary turnaround. They both got losing records. And in the NFC right now, there are at least a couple games out of the playoff picture, PK. Shoot! I know, right? Games matching or featuring playoff teams or matching playoff teams, the big dogs in the NFC. Uh, I guess depending on how you want to define it. You, first off, you can label the uh, big dogs any way you'd like. But the Green Bay Packers are certainly in the mix at home against the Vikings. That's 5-1 and one versus 1-5. and five. Green Bay keep rolling, PK. You got any doubts there? Well, as long as they put in Jordan Love, I think their future's bright. Ah, it's only a matter of time, right? It's got to happen. The Rams are. Yeah, I expect the Packers to win. Rams are five and two with one win over a team with a winning record. And if they beat the Dolphins this week, the Dolphins will be three and four with Tua Tagovailoa making his uh, first NFL start. So fun to look forward to that. But I would expect the Rams to win. Man, if Tua comes out and beats the Rams right out of the gate, crank up the hype machine. Yeah, well, you you just go with the favorites every time, though. You know, they're really not much of a favorite. It surprised me to see the Rams well, by three. A favorite. They are their favorite, but only three. <laughs> Showdown in the AFC. Steelers, Ravens. That's 6-0 and versus 5-1. and That's an excellent matchup. Yeah. Steelers, though. Baltimore's the favorite. I'm going with the Steelers. Well, somebody's got to take the Steelers down at some point. I think the Steelers are the better team. I guess if they're going to lose, going to Baltimore is a good time, even if they're on their way to, you know, I don't know, 13-3 and or 14-2 and and they have an awesome season. They're still probably going to get beat somewhere, so why not the Ravens? So you're going with the underdog. Did I just shame you into picking the underdog? No, I think the Steelers are very good. But I don't think they're, they're the I underdog. Don't, I don't think they're going sixteen and zero. So maybe I just got to go for the favorite here because they're good. If you're going fourteen and two and you're really good, where are you going to lose? In Baltimore to a five and one Raven team? Logical, PK. Very logical. Oh yeah, and that's that's you to a T. Saints and Bears, another big showdown right there. Four and two Saints, five and two Bears. It's a good matchup. Sunday night football. PK, I know prime time. You got the feet up. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, big game in the NFC East. Yak is shaking his head vigorously. No, Yak's going to bed early Sunday night. Flex something else into that spot, please. Cowboys over early. Cowboys two and five. Eagles two four and one. They're playing for first place in the division. And the Cowboys are going to play a third string quarterback, Ben DiNucci, from Dolly Madison. From where? Dolly Madison. Dolly Madison? Or James Madison. Neither. The seventh-round pick, wasn't he? 
You are correct, former Syracuse yeah. guy. All right, a lot of big games there. Uh, Gardner Minshew is one of the big injuries going into this weekend. Uh, his uh, thumb got all sorts of jacked up. Multiple fractures and a strained lim- ligament. That would be great in the ticker, but it just said thumb. Semicolon. Jacked up. Well, it's a high thumb sprain. Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman is also uh, apparently out with a knee procedure. Is that that just mean surgery? Arthroscopic surgery? A knee procedure. Not expected to play against the Bills. All right, DJ. Oh, the Jerry Sloan. The Jerry Sloan coaching showdown of the weekend. Statistical uh, note and oddity. Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, when the Steelers play the Ravens. They'll be the first pair of coaches in the Super Bowl era to have faced off against each other 25 times, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. So the Jerry Sloan coaching stability game of the week is the Steelers and the Ravens. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Yeah, you know, my whole life, I feel like I've always come from the bottom. I've, I've, I've never been the guy that's had so many scholarship offers or was known as the big-time high school recruit or even when I first got into high school, you know, I was the fourth-string quarterback my sophomore year at Corner Canyon. And so and it's kind of a motto I've kind of lived by my whole life. You know, I came here to BYU, and no one expected me to play. And we had so many other quarterbacks in front of me. And, you know, I got injured. No one expected me to come back from it. And so it's kind of, you know, it's not ever directed at one person. You know, it's kind of a mentality that I have that if people are going to doubt you, I'm going to use that as fire to you know fuel my fire and you know prove everybody wrong and, and show people that I, I am capable of being able to fight through adversity and come back from things Riley Jensen was just telling us about that exactly that point he's listing all the NFL quarterbacks who are really good and the fact that they didn't have a lot of college offers you know Drew Brees didn't want to leave Texas and go to Purdue was one of his examples and and he rattled off like a half dozen of them very quickly you know Aaron Rodgers having to play JC ball because nobody wanted him because his high school uh, team his high school offensive line wasn't very good and he was running for his life so there it is backing up Riley and you love running for his life so dramatic that cliche <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd throw it in at the end. <laughs> well, wait a second. I'm the only guy who nobody believed in. There can't be a bunch of us. <laughs> I think no. there can be, actually. <laughs> and, yeah, I get it. You want to have that chip, that axe, whatever. Uh, it's not entirely true because the BYU had a plan for him his freshman year, and they executed it. Basically, midway through the season, they were going to put him in. <laughs> so... When he came to BYU, he wasn't fourth string. The plan was what was executed. I mean, I was told that in August, that this is what was likely. You never know what's going to happen, but that was the plan, and it came to pass. But that doesn't matter. If that's what he wants to use, I'm all for it. Just don't get swallowed up in it to where it becomes a negative. And most times it isn't a negative. And I don't think, obviously, in this case that it is a negative. You don't want to do that, oh, I'll show you, I'll show you, to where you start doing things that aren't appropriate and are crazy. But I don't think he's done that, so that hasn't been a problem. But if that's what he wants to use, great. You were avoiding another classic cliche right there. He's got to play within himself. (laughs) Well, within himself is actually really good. So, yeah, sure, go ahead and do that. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't done that to where he's gotten swallowed up in it. He's actually used it for a positive, and it obviously it's been good. And he's going to continue to play very well. He's a very talented young man. 
And he'll get to throw a bunch more touchdown passes, presumably, as BYU, 6-0, will host Western Kentucky, 2-4, and in what should be another blowout. Saturday yeah. night, LaBelle Edwards Stadium. 8-15 kickoff, expected to slide. I think it's coming right after an SEC game, so they get into one of those uh, 52-35 to shootouts, you know. It'll start on ESPNU at 8.30, and then at 8.45, they'll get over to the game. You know how that works. We've seen that drill a few times. Now. ESPN News, let's be clear. Oh, okay, you think it'll be ESPN News, not ESPNU. You're probably right. Probably That's what they've been game. doing, yeah. yeah. Cougar pregame show starts at 7 o'clock here on The Zone, 97.5. Uh, 12.80, we'll be having the uh, Aggie game. And speaking of the Aggies. Hashtag Utah State. San Diego State is a very experienced team. They return a lot of people on the defensive side of the football and a lot of guys up front on the offensive line. So they got a lot of people coming back, and they're going to be physical. They're going to be big. They're going to be strong, just like they always are. They're going to be gifted at the wide receiver position. You know, nothing different from San Diego State that I think that you're going to see every single year. They want to smack you in the mouth just like they have been, and they're dining and dashing on the, the defensive side of the ball. It's not rocky anymore. It's not, but it feels a lot like his defenses. They're going to take some chances and, you know, get up in your face. They're a quality unit. And and we're excited to be able to play them here at home. And they'll be well coached. And we've got to bounce back and put our best foot forward. Gary Anderson, head coach of the Utah State Aggies. That's from the interview he does with us every week here on The Zone on uh, at the start of every week. Aggies are on one after that loss of Boise State. San Diego State 1-0 after taking down UNLV. His point about the defense, uh, pretty well made PK. Most of his defense recruited by Rocky, practice under Rocky. So it's they're going to look and play like Rocky for a while, you would think. Maybe it'll change over time, but not in game two of the first season after he's gone. No, not at all. I mean, I watched the good decent portion of that game Saturday before it got out of hand, and it just screamed Rocky. That's what it said. I said on Monday he should have got the win, and his win total in his career win total because it really was a reflection of who he is and who we've come to know and really respect over the years at New Mexico San Diego State. Now he's back with the uh, Lobos as a D coordinator. Uh, but for the Aggies, I mean, I think this is a huge game. You don't want to go crazy in the second win, uh, second game of the season, but, you know, at best, at best, their effort and their performance against Boise State was spotty. And so you want some form of consistency and they really didn't have any from. They had moments where it was good, but well, obviously it wasn't near enough. And most of the time, it was inconsistent, and you felt no confidence in the throw game. Zero. I mean, Jalen Warren looked pretty good on the ground, so you felt decent about that. But 92 yards, I think it was, 95 yards, something like that, uh, in passing with Jason Silly. Not that it was all his fault by any stretch, but they, they got to get going a little bit here. It wasn't just the 92 yards, which you're right. Uh, really low completion percentage, 14-27. You throw a pick, you don't have a touchdown. You know, they, they got shut out in the first half. Uh, I thought Warren got going a little bit in the third quarter, so that's to your point about, about Spotty there. Uh, but he still averaged under a shade of four yards per carry. So plenty of questions coming out of that game. And you know they were missing 14 guys, and everyone's – Trying to hide how many guys are missing. I, I'm no longer surprised when I turn on a game and suddenly find somebody or multiple somebodies is missing. Yeah. You know, it's no, like, not all right, at all. coaches no, are looking for be. the edge. Some guys, it gets announced uh, earlier, and we'll get to that in a moment. But, um, but it also just it just happens. It's a seven-and-a-half-point spread in this game. The Aggies are seven-point underdogs. BYU, the spread's bounced around, but they're favored by about 29. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 
Here's that shotgun snap. Hayner back to throw. Steps up in the pocket. Now escapes to his right. Throws on the run for the end zone. Caught Touchdown. in the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Ronnie Rivers. Ten games in a row. He has found that checkerboard end zone. The toss to Rivers trying to get between two defenders. Oh. Does. He breaks oh. the tackle. Oh. Left sideline oh. 20. Breaks another to the five and in. Touchdown. Ronnie Rivers. Touchdown, Fresno State. 32 yards. His second score tonight. Quit moaning during the play-by-play, uh-huh, guys. Uh-huh, Call. Jeez. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's why I love Lincoln. He doesn't do stuff like that. That is so annoying. And then to yell touchdown as the play-by-play guy is trying to say it. Would you stop it? All right, 38-17. Fresno State beats Colorado State. They're 1-1 one one now. They open with a loss to Hawaii. And in a couple weeks, the Aggies will be seeing Fresno State, uh, see if they get their feet underneath them here. Fresno State's been a little up and down lately, but uh, when they're good, they've won conference championships. So out of the gate, one and one, and they dominate CSU. All right, the big college football news, though. Trevor Lawrence testing positive for COVID-19. He will not play against Boston College. I've seen various things. It's a In this league, every league's different. It's a 21-day deal in, in, uh, in the Big Ten, but it's only 10 days in the ACC. And although the report was yesterday, it's not absolutely clear. Seems to be mixed info on when he went into quarantine and whether he'll be back for the big showdown with Notre Dame. And PK, I think Clemson's got so much status that even if they lose to Boston College, which I don't think they will, but even if they did, if they lose without Lawrence, it's like it doesn't count. They get into the playoff anyway. As long as they win the rest of the games, yeah. As long as they win with Lawrence, yeah. But a loss without Lawrence, they don't get penalized for, I don't think, as long as he's back for the playoff. Well, they got this freshman kid. It's like uh, Yuga Lele. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. He's from Bellflower, which is that uh, John Bosco thing, uh, quarterback factory I think that's where Josh Rosen went in the Long Beach area. And so he got there in January, won the backup job. So, yeah, you're right. I do expect them to win. I mean, he was listed as the number one pocket passer in the country for what that's worth coming out of high school. So it's all about next week and whether Trevor Lawrence can come back. But it goes to think of what I've been talking about. It's hard for me to put a ton of emphasis on this season, knowing that there's going to be. It's not a question of if, it's a question of who. And you're just going to have to roll with it. Still play the games, get out there. But it's, it's so jacked up, depending from week to week, that it's really hard to just put big-time evaluations on this when these kids are having to sit out like this. And obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the latest and biggest name. So, games to watch this weekend, Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock on Fox. Undefeated Oklahoma State. Is the Big 12 going to have a playoff team? If not, does it open up for Clemson and Notre Dame or a second SEC team? Or if someone could get through the Pac-12 undefeated? All those storylines. But Oklahoma State's playing Texas this week. That's on Big Fox at 2 o'clock. Boise State Air Force, 4 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. But Air Force is missing so many guys, PK. I I don't view that as a big test for Boise State. they got like 40 guys who've opted out of the season at Air Force. Yeah, I understand that. I, I see where you're going with that, but still, I mean, it's something that I'll watch. Ohio State and Penn State at 5.30 on ABC. Of course, Penn State losing to Indiana. The controversial finish. Are they going to be 0-2 out of the gate and basically done? They were a top-10 team coming in, but basically their playoff hope is done after two games if they lose this one to Ohio State. Nebraska are they whining too much for you, PK? 
there's plenty of stuff out there. They they were upset they couldn't play, then they were upset that they had to open with Ohio State and Wisconsin. Now they're upset they can't play Wisconsin and upset that they can't play a non-conference game against Chattanooga, an FCS team. I don't team understand why they out. can't play. What, what's the deal there? The league said no non-conference games. So what? Why? <laughs> I don't know, but at this point, I think they're sick of Nebraska. DJ and PJ. Well, I, you know, oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Before we go, you wonder if Nebraska says, screw this, goes back to the Big 12, or, uh, yeah, Big 12, and then they need another team. So something to keep your eye on as far as BYU goes. Absolutely. I think that is, of all the scenarios, and you can cook up multiple scenarios, hey, if this happens and that happens, can BYU get into the into the Big 12? But the best scenario is that one, not two, but just one team that used to be in the Big 12 wants to return. And whether that's Missouri or Nebraska or whoever, get 11 because I think BYU is a good fit as 12. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Indiana Pacers guard Malcolm Brogdon serves as the uh, NBA Players Association, Association vice president, said he absolutely, that's in quotes, absolutely expects today's deadline for the NBA or the NBA's Players Association to opt out of the collective bargaining agreement to be pushed back as both sides work through several issues before returning to play. PK, I can't believe a league would have a labor stoppage now. I mean, they're never good, and it always looks like millionaires fighting with billionaires because it is millionaires fighting with billionaires. But when everybody's already stressed and You've already got all kinds of financial issues. It seems like you got to work together, and the NBA probably will. I'd be stunned if they had anything else happen. Yeah, but you live in the real world. Yeah. They don't. They live in the fantasy world of pro sports. Financially, do they live in the real world? I think that they've already made the... They've already made the concessions and, uh, and, and cut deals to get to the bubble that makes me think that they understand that, that point. Okay, I hope so. If I were the NBA, I, sh- I would have come out and said I want to play Martin Luther King Day because then the Players Association would say, no, we want to play President's Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves met with potential top draft pick LaMelo Ball in Southern California. You know, all this draft stuff is such a big deal in June. And now, you know, we're just coming off the World Series. The football NFL season is getting to the midway point. The Big Ten's kicked off. The pac 12s about to. It just seems swallowed up. Even though we know it's happening and we know it's coming in a two, two and a half bit. weeks. My prediction is that ball does go to Minnesota. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Well, we knew it was coming, and now it's official. Tony La Russa is the new manager of the Chicago White Sox. Coming full circle, PK. Three and a half decades ago, they fired him. Now he's back, baby. And a 76-year-old... Get them across the finish line? Well, I don't think any age has anything to do with it. I mean, at 76, 46, 36, uh, can you manage? If you have your health and your enthusiasm, uh, that's all that matters. And so uh, he seems to have that, and he wants to be in the, in the dugout. So he's an excellent manager. So the fact that he's 76 really, to me, has no bearing. It doesn't seem like it's, he's going to have a 10-year run, but we're not talking about a 10-year run. We're talking about a team that expects to win next season. So, yeah, I think he can. I think he can get him in the postseason. They look like they're an emerging, very good young team. 
of course, he won the World Series when he was in Oakland, 1989, the Earthquake Series, and then he went to St. Louis, and the Cardinals were world champs with him as a skipper as well. So twice, yeah. And the and the White Sox were uh, ten games over 500 in this shortened season. So uh, they're, they're you know, a good to, team. To your point, you know, primed and ready to go in the uh, American League Central. Right. Uh, Tigers reportedly finalizing a deal to hire A.J. Hinch, the former Houston Astros manager. Uh, Hinch and Cora were the two guys that the whole sign-stealing scandal got. Uh, got. Well, I guess the Astros fired their GM, too. But it was a very Uh-oh. short list of people who paid a high price when a lot of people were guilty. And a Beltran for the Mets. Yeah, you're right. So... A.J. Hinch uh, landing a job with Detroit. Now, Detroit, not primed really to go anywhere. They were no. 12 games under 500 and just kind of right. just kind of dragging along there. But at least he's got a job, and we'll see if they change their roster and have a chance to win. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL plays the LA Galaxy Sunday night, 830. Uh, Guillermo Barros-Scaloto, the Galaxy head coach, got fired yesterday. They are in last place. They have lost eight out of nine. And RSL's got two games left to get back into the into the postseason. The problem is one of the teams are going to have to catch Vancouver also plays the Galaxy. So it's going to take something uh, unexpected and unusual here in the last two games to make that happen. And Say the, that coach's name again. That's cool. That's I, cool I don't know that I can, honestly. I was surprised it went that well the first time. Guillermo Barros-Scalato? <laughs> uh, close, not Scalato. 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 You yeah. said it better, DJ. I like the way you said it. He did say it better. Well, he's out, so now I don't have to say it. So, we'll see if the uh, the team that's just been dragging there, and it's just been not just losing 8-9, to nine, but just they lost 5-2 to two in their last game, just giving up goals in bunches. Lost RSL actually in that stretch. Well, I mean, Beckham isn't walking through that door. He is not walking through that door. You're right. All right, DJ and PK. Coming up, we got Riley Nelson, BYU football analyst, former BYU quarterback. He is going to join us next. David Locke and Lincoln Kennedy in the 8 o'clock hour to talk about the jazz sale and the NFL. I think you know which guy will do which. And Kyle Whittingham in the 9 o'clock hour. It's a football Friday. Riley Nelson next to talk Cougars and talk about... How good is that Cougar quarterback? How good is Zach? And what does he think of his NFL prospects? We'll get to that coming up.